Welcome back to Anatomy and Physiology 3.0. Now, if you're like me and many other people in the world, talking about the cell is kind of one of those things that everybody just goes, ugh, gag me. But why does 23andMe and cancer play a role in understanding the components of the cell? Stay tuned to Anatomy and Physiology 3.0, and today we'll talk about those different things and help bring that overview of the cell and all the organization of the cell components and why 23andMe and cancer play a big role in understanding the cell. When we talk about cells, it's important for us to understand going from the outside to the inside, starting with the outside, the protective layer of the cell, and then working our way towards the inside, toward the inner components and breaking down things to help us better understand how the cell is made up. So we start with the cell membrane, and this provides a barrier around the cell. It's the wall. It's the wall that separates the internal from the external, keeping the components on the inside from the outside. And there's this fatty layer of phospholipid, lipid being fat, lipid bilayer that separates the outside from the inside. And things can't go through there all the time. There's semi-permeable and there's permeable membranes. And so a semi-permeable or selectively permeable says, hey, I'm gonna choose what's gonna go in and out of this cell. And the things that go in and out of the cell might require some energy to cross or may not require energy at all. And so that's passive or active transport. Passive transport is like, hey, I'm chilling out on the couch, taking a, a nice cup of iced tea and taking the day off. That's passive transport. Active transport's like, hey, I just drank a monster energy and I'm gonna run five miles. So that's active transport. And so these two different types of transport help get things in and out of the cell through that phospholipid bilayer. And so the number one thing that we always remember from school is osmosis, that we're gonna gain this education through osmosis by putting my head on this book. Well, you're not gonna do that because osmosis only works with water, changing the gradient with water moving from a high area of concentration to a low area of concentration. If you have water on a hill, and the high concentration is at the top of the slide and you pour water on it and it goes down the slide to the low area of concentration. That's osmosis. And I know that's not technically how it works, but it helps you understand better going from a high to a low concentration to equal itself out. Now, during active transport, we use energy to assist this material moving across the membrane in a direction against the concentration gradient. Active transport takes place through the use of protein pumps or through the use of what we call vesicles. Now vesicles, vesicles are that membrane-bound structure that contains materials within or outside of the cell. Now keep in mind that the cytoplasm and the cellular organelles that are inside this cell wall membrane. Okay, so we have the wall, and inside we have kind of this goo. And this goo, this jelly-like substance, is what we call cytosol. And that's what keeps everything kind of hydrated. And so we have this water that's part of this cytosol, and it also helps dissolve the nutrients so the cells have some energy. And they have cellular organelles that perform different functions, and this one goes over here, and this one goes over here, and they all have different functions. 
We have the endoplasmic reticulum, the Golgi apparatus, and the lysosomes. They all have different functions, and they're collectively referred to as the endomembrane system. And these two types of endoplasmic reticulum, smooth and rough, now the smooth endoplasmic reticulum has many functions including basic, basically breaking down fats, lipids. And then the rough endoplasmic reticulum is responsible for proteins. So smooth takes care of fats. Proteins takes care of by the rough. So think about your your typical guy that you look at. So you've got the dad bod over on one side and you've got the, the guy who works out of the gym all the time, the chiseled. Okay, so the guy who's chiseled, he's using proteins all the time. He's synthesizing proteins. He's chiseled. He is rough. He's rough and tough. He's rough endoplasmic reticulum. Your chubby guy over here who's got the dad bod, he's still got absolutely good functions and does amazing things for his family, but he's got that smooth body. He's fat he's comfy and so he's sympathize he's synthesizing not sympathizing with it he's not crying with it he's synthesizing the lipids and those two endoplasmic reticulums with the golgi are modified and packaged for delivery and sent out with their amazon packages to the various locations using ups within or outside of the cell so either they're sending the messages inside the cell or they're sending it outside of the cell now some of these proteins that are using the enzymes need to be broken down because they're just unwanted material it's crap it's useless and we need to recycle it and we need to reuse that recycle reuse and reproduce and so that's what their lysosomes come into play the lysosomes help break down those materials using enzymes within the cell and get ready to reuse them now we also have in these cells within the cell walls within that goo within the amazon packages and our dad bods and our muscular guys we also have the mitochondria which is the powerhouse of the cell and the mitochondria transform energy using that remember atp and that cellular energy with the perioxisomes and the perioxisomes contain enzymes that transform harmful substance free radicals into oxygen and water now, if we're giving somebody too much oxygen through a nasal cannula, we can cause oxygen toxicity because of too many free radicals, and the cells can't handle those free radicals. It basically overwhelms those perioxisomes that are inside the, inside the cell. Now, our cell also has a skeleton, and the skeleton helps give it structure. So that wall's got to have a structure, and those are from protein filaments. See how proteins are so important? The building blocks of life, the amino acids. So those protein filaments, there's three different kinds. We have microfilaments, intermediate filaments, and microtubules, and those help give structure to the cell so the cell doesn't collapse. Now back to that mitochondria, that powerhouse. The mitochondria transforms that energy into usable form of cellular energy and that's what we know as ATP and so when we're using all of this stuff inside the cell we've got to have some paperwork that says hey this is what you need to do and so how do we know what we know inside the cell and how do the cells create more cells well that comes from the nucleus and the DNA so the nucleus is that command center that says, hey, mitochondria, you need to be the powerhouse. Hey, Golgi apparatus and endoplasmic reticulum, smooth 
ER and rough ER, you need to do these various functions. Well, that comes from the nucleus. The nucleus is the brains. It's the brains of the operation. So the brains is the nucleus, the brawn is the, is the mitochondria. And the nucleus has two interconnected lipid bilayers. Remember those lipid bilayers? They can be selectively permeable, and so they're gonna have to have active or passive transport going on. And so the nucleus contains the information, and that information is the DNA. And the DNA is a loosely connected structure that has all of these proteins, and they come together, and these enzymes and proteins, they unwind to make two strands, and they assist with the building of cells. Now, when we're gonna make more cells, we're going to have to give out the code. Now, if you were gonna give the code to somebody that you knew in your head, but if you gave it to somebody, as soon as you gave it to somebody like a key, you would have to make a copy of that key. Otherwise, if you gave your one and only key away to someone, you wouldn't have a key for yourself. So you're gonna to have to copy it. So what does the body do when it's gonna create a new cell? It's gotta copy that key. So it makes an exact copy of that key and get ready to create an identical cell. And so as the cell is getting ready to duplicate, we have this cycle. And the cell cycle is this. It makes this duplication of all the information. Once it does this, the cell starts to divide and the cell goes through various phases. And those phases are what we call interphase. And then we go through the prophase and the metaphase and the anaphase and the telophase. And the telophase is followed by the division of the cytoplasm where it generates two daughter cells. And these cells then divide and they grow and they produce eggs and sperm. And we get all these cells being created. And our body's got to create lots of cells because we have cells dying on a daily basis. So we got to create cells on a regular basis because cells make up tissues and tissues make up organs and organs make up organ systems and organ systems make up organisms which make up us. So why does 23andMe and cancer play a role with understanding the cell and DNA? Well. 23andMe follows all of our DNA sequence by taking a little bit of cells out of our mouth, seeing what the DNA, and it doubles that DNA sequence and sees if you're at risk for any medical problems or your past history of who your genetics are. And so by using the genetics of your DNA sequence, we can predict the possibility of you developing type 2 diabetes, or if you're at hypertension, you're going to have high blood pressure in the future, or you might have a stroke or you might have some type of autoimmune disease. But it also helps us identify cancer. And so the, the fact that some people might have cancer, from looking at our DNA, we can kind of identify if someone's gonna have cancer in the future. But also understanding cells, if the cells start dividing and they're doing it too rapidly and the body can't keep up, then the cells start to create what is called cancer. And all cancer is, is just inappropriate cells dividing too fast and creating this mass that is sucking the life out of the body. That's all cancer is. It ends up on the kidneys, it ends up on the lungs, it ends up in the brain, and if it divides too quickly and it starts metastasizing and getting bigger and bigger and moving into other plates of uh, you know spreading it causes problems 
So cancer is just a whole bunch of cells that are that are inappropriately built because they didn't get the exact copy of the key, but they start dividing and dividing and dividing more and more and more and growing. And so if we have the benign cancer, it's just hanging out. Just a whole bunch of cells divided for a little while and then they stopped. Or we have the malignant, you know, the malignant is when we, we still have the cells dividing and it's growing and it's getting worse. So understanding cells is important in understanding our genetic code with the 23andMe and also understanding cancer. I hope this helped you guys understand cells a little bit easier with chapter three.